I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, good afternoon, everybody, as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Arnie Spanier, in for the guys from Up On Game, keeping you updated on what's going on in all the big college games, as well as getting you ready for NFL Week 10. Michigan right now, they are moving the ball. They got a 7-3 lead carry. They're on their own 35-yard line, and they're picking up a bunch more right now. <laughs> uh, as I'm watching Corm just racing down the sideline, yep. the, the before the game of the world against us and all the you know aggravation and stuff, that's all out the window. Now it's just us against them. Um, their coach is down on the sideline, and they're picking it up. They're running it down Penn State's throat right now, Gary. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's going to be us against the world, and that's the approach, Arnie. I mean, I'm sure at this game right now, they're getting berated with all the, all the comments and you know all the negative things. Negative comments are being thrown their way right now, I'm 100% sure. But you have to block this stuff out, play the game between the lines, and like I said earlier at the at the top of the show, they're the better team. If they come out and not try to do too much and, and stick to the game plan and 
and again, lean on people and be more physical, they're going to be the team that's going to win at the end of the day. Oh, Vegas is going to take a bath because all I heard was, especially on the show before us where they do the gambling show, yeah. um, was, oh, everybody is taking Michigan. Michigan laying the points. Michigan this, Michigan that. They're they're so upset. They're going to come out here. They're the better team anyway. So, look, I mean, it's far from over. It's only 7-3. The line was about 4-. to. I think it jumped up to 4.5. Never got the 5, which is the next question I wanted to ask you. If Harbaugh wasn't going to be on the sideline, and that was pretty much confirmed really a a good full hour before kickoff, why didn't the line jump um, and people went ahead and bet Penn State. Do they are they saying losing a head coach is no big deal? <laughs> uh, well, I mean that that but isn't that what you're saying? If if the quarterback got hurt, I think the line would change. If your star defensive guy got hurt, the line would change. Yeah. But here you you don't have a a coach in in Harbaugh, and nobody does anything. Nobody says, oh, but I gotta bury Penn State now. I gotta I gotta go ahead and bet them a lot because they have the advantage. How come it didn't make a difference with Harbaugh not there? I think it was because it was so such such a last minute thing, right? I mean, he's had the whole week to practice. He he right. he had, he was with the team the whole time. I mean, even up to the point of the team getting ready to get on the flight and leave. So I'm sure that him not being there that next day wouldn't have affected the line that much. Now, if this happened where he had a whole week and he couldn't be around the team at practice and do all the things and, and, and really get into the game plan and the minutiae of the of, of the details for the game plan, maybe that line would have jumped. But the fact that he had the whole week and got them prepared and ready to play, I think that's probably why the line stayed the same. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought it would have. I thought more people would have bet Penn State, and there would have been a movement on that. Taking a look at some of the other top 25, I thought Kentucky. Um, I don't know if I thought maybe they were going to pull the upset, but I thought maybe this was going to be a really close game. As of now, though, uh, end of the first, Alabama 21. Kentucky seven, so yeah. it's the tide all over the tide had a few little hiccups in the road. I we saw what happened in the Texas game, but um it's uh they're still looking to try to figure out how to get themselves in the in the top four. And um that might not be that far fetched out of the question, depending on what Texas does and who they'll play in their championship. I like Alabama, but they're they're doing a pretty good uh, a pretty good job against Kentucky right now. Well, number one, I have nothing good to say about Kentucky ever, so I'm not even going that way. <laughs> not even leaning down that path. But yeah, but but Alabama, they've um, <laughs> they've righted the ship. Jalen Milrose playing lights out recently, and this team's going to get in the top four if they if they win out. And they win the SEC championship game. They're going to get in. It doesn't matter what happens with anybody else. And I know Texas beat them head to head, but Texas, yeah, I mean, how do you you can't jump them ahead of Texas? Yeah, though, okay? Texas would be the one exception. I, I would, I, I guess. But right, right. If they're the SEC champion, there's no way they're not going to be in the Final Four somehow. I just can't see that happening. That'll be very, very interesting. That'll be a shocker for me. Well, but, then maybe your your Florida State team may be on the outside and, looking and, in then, or that, what? Yeah, that's my point. Like that that would be my point right there. Something would have to give, and and that would be at a detriment to possibly Florida State or or Louisville or whoever that ACC one lost champion could be. But if Florida State's undefeated. And as an ACC, ACC champion, champion with an SEC one loss, Alabama team beating Georgia, how can you leave them out? You know, it's going to be difficult. Right. 
How do you like all this new realignment that's going to happen next year um, with UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten and obviously Oklahoma yeah. and Texas go to the SEC, my Wildcats go to the Big 12 yeah. uh, with Utah. And the, the, I, I mean, look, I, I kind of like it. I, I do kind of long for the days of old, but you can't have everything and you got to move with the times, Kerry. You know what I mean? I, I do. I, I don't like the realignment just because I don't know where the teams are going. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know they're moving. I know there's a lot of moving right. parts, but... It's just you kind of lose those some of those rivalries and you can't play some of those old school games that, um, you know, the history tells you were important. Um, and so I think that's that's the hard part. But, yeah, you have to move with the times. And I know it's has uh, a bit to do with money, which it usually always does. But, yeah, it's it's going to be difficult to kind of pinpoint what teams are where. And especially me, a college enthusiast, I love college sports so much and not just football, but basketball as well. It's going to be tough to keep up. A couple other games, maybe not in the top 25. Clemson with a 14-7 lead over Georgia Tech. Uh, Dabo Sweeney was taking a lot of heat the last couple of weeks. I'm um, saying, is this why we pay you all that money to be a 500 coach? And <laughs> he was answering people back on the radio show and the TV show, and he was feeling it. Um, five and four, uh, Clemson certainly has had a real rough year. You know what I mean? They have, man. Clemson is one of those teams that, yeah, we're, we expect to be a powerhouse every year. They have been. The last two years have been a little down, and, you know, Dabo has to, we talk about, you know, moving with the times. He has to adjust himself a little bit. I know he has the old school approach. I've known Dabo right. since I was a kid. I mean, he, he recruited me uh, out of Alabama. Really? And so, yeah, I, I mean, he was at Alabama at the time. But, um, yeah, I've known him for a while. Um, and, again, it's one of those things where those old ball coaches get that old mentality and you start losing touch with your players. You have to adjust. You have to be a, a guy that, you know, obviously have your principles and, have the things that you do well as a as an organization to to run, but you have to be adaptable, and he has to change. And I think, you know, they've played well the last couple of games here, and if they can finish out strong, it'll be a good it'll be a good thing for him and that Clemson Clemson team. Is his job on the line there? Is it possible that he may want to walk away? I I think what the quarters is saying, if they don't want me here, I'll go somewhere else or something to that effect. I don't know. I don't think he'd have a tough time getting a job. I don't know if it'd be on the Clemson level, but is his job at stake here or what? Yeah, I don't think his job's at stake, and I don't think a guy like Dabo, if if uh, if he was to leave Clemson, would go anywhere else um, smaller to coach. I don't. To me, it seems like he's one of those guys that if, if he was to leave college, <laughs> he would probably go somewhere closer back to home in, in, in Alabama. So I don't know what that looks like as a as a as a head coach. But, you know, maybe he could replace Saban when he leaves. Who knows? Those things are I, I could see happening down the line. But, uh, yeah, right now he's, he's going to be safe at Clemson. By the way, could you see somebody like Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams going as a package deal? I've talked about this on Sunday night with my partner, Chris Blank, maybe out of like the Chicago Bears or something like that. Um, there's a lot of people, though, that are not Lincoln Riley fans, especially after what's gone on the last, uh, what, two, three games with USC, you know? Yeah, I'm not a Lincoln Riley fan either. I think he's, wow. a, I think he's a really good offensive coordinator. I don't think he's right. a, a great head coach. So. Um, for him to be a, a package deal going anywhere just doesn't really make sense to me unless he gets to the point where he <laughs> he alleviates some of you know the coaching duties and really learns how to hire somebody that can coach defense cuz i mean obviously at all it stops his offenses have been really you know dynamic right and so right. but in all those places the defenses have been just as bad so there there's something about your leader being able to appoint people in that organization to do jobs just as good as you can and make that team complete. He hasn't been able to do that. 
Yeah, I'm curious if he's ready for the next level. I think he'll get an opportunity, um, but I'm curious to see how he's going to do. The defense has been atrocious. Now, you know, I went to Arizona. (laughs) Shout out for that big victory over Duke in basketball, but Arizona football taking on Colorado. That's going to be a little less than an hour from now. Uh, Coach Pride, first of all, threw me back a little bit when he said he's okay with fighting and practice. He even keeps track on who wins these fights and stuff like that. (laughs) You've been been on teams that there was a lot of fighting going on in practice. Coach like that stuff or what? Well, there's a competitive nature that takes place um, on the football field, and I think sometimes it can be healthy having skirmishes. Now, to have full-on fights, I mean, I'm sure the definition of fight of what he was talking about was in the competitive nature of practices, right? I think there are skirmishes that happens, and I think that can be good for team morale, especially when units step up for each other and guys step up for each other on the field, so I think there is a healthy dose of that that's good. Now, just to be fighting at practice, you're not really getting all the things done on the football field that you need to be getting done as far as X's and O's and and, and the timing that it takes to be, you know, a really good football team. So less fighting, more preparing and more X's and O's will always prevail, but a healthy skirmish here and there isn't a bad thing. Yeah, not the, not the worst thing. All right, uh, it was third and 11. Penn State uh, you was going to come after Michigan, so what does Michigan do? They have run a draw. What a play. Wide open. Almost goes in all untouched, what, like 22 yards or something like that for the touchdown. Donovan Edwards, I, I believe, uh, touchdown Michigan, 14-3. Monster play, because Penn State really needed to hold them to a field goal. Penn State in big trouble right now. Yeah, I told you, man. Michigan's the be- <laughs> they're, they're the better team. And yes. um, Penn State just in these big moments like this, they can't get it done. And so I don't know what they're going to do to get over the hump there um, as a as a university. Um, they, they seem to think Franklin's the guy. I don't know if it's, you know, they've had good skill position players there as well. I, it's just It's just a tough thing to do. Penn State, uh, the fans looked dejected already. They, I mean, they're showing the the, the crowd, and yeah. they look like they've lost the game. I mean, we're talking still six and a half minutes left in the second, and it's only fourteen three. They're acting like they're down by four touchdowns in the fourth quarter right now, Kerry. Arnie, it is four touchdowns, fourteen points on Penn State. <laughs> the game's over when they play big teams. They can't score enough. So yeah, it's the lead seems insurmountable, and that's kind of the history and. Uh, you know, the, the fans are smart. The fans know what happens in those games. And so, you know, they came out early, took the three, 3-0 lead. They had some energy, but 14 consecutive points for Michigan. Now they're in the driver's seat. Now you played quarterback. What do you do? Alar's not getting it done. He's two of six, like 19 yards. One yeah. completion was actually for a loss. Um, all they had was that one big completion for 20 yards out there. What the heck do you do? But you can't keep running because Michigan is just going to go ahead and play the run. They're daring you to pass. I, I don't know. You can't make a change of quarterback. What do you do at this point? Well, they just they just hand it off and get a big run. I think they got 30 <laughs> yards right here as we talk about. <laughs> yeah, as I say, you can't <laughs> yeah, run yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. They run, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think you can't abandon the game plan. I mean, really seriously though. I mean, Penn State, they're not out the game yet, right? So you get one right. big, one big play there. You go in right now and get a score. It's fourteen ten, and you're right back in the game. So they don't have to start slinging it, slinging it just yet. They can still stick to the game plan, and um, yeah, you don't abandon it now. You, you keep doing. What do you what's do if you're Michigan's defense, though? Don't you just say, "Okay, we're we're getting everybody in that box. You're not going to run the ball against us because we know you can't pass against us." Isn't that what? You, isn't that the simple answer there, or no? Yeah, the simple answer is to dare them to pass the ball. Yeah, but 
again, I, I just saw him last week, and it's so crazy because he can throw the ball. I just don't know if it's uh, if it's the plan, the game plan here, or they can't spread it out or protect it against Michigan. I don't, I'm not 100% sure here as, I, as I'm continuing to watch, but – yeah, I mean, they just got to stick to the game plan, man. He, he, the guy can throw. He physically can throw the ball. I've seen it. So give him a chance. You're in a situation. Take some chances. Now, you're out in Los Angeles. I used yeah. to live out in Los Angeles. I went to Pacific Palisades High School, my friend. But, oh, wow. Yeah, um, yeah out there, not right out there by the beach. But Utah and Washington out there in the Pac-12, yeah. Penix Jr., uh, I mean, certainly a first-round pick. I don't know, probably a top-ten pick there. Yeah. Utah, though, it's bad weather, a lot of wins. Utah likes to run the ball. Washington likes to throw it all over the place. It may affect them offensively. I'm thinking I may like Utah to keep this one close. I'm not so sure, though pull off the upset they may may be one of those type of games out there washington's a really good team yeah got the it was a great game i saw them play against my wildcats but this is a good one coming coming in under the radar i kind of like utah in this game yeah it's my sleeper pick as well i think utah's oh wow yeah i think utah has a really good chance to beat washington as well washington has struggled the last couple of weeks and haven't been really able to put teams away i think defense is starting to catch up with what washington wants to do as well and so it's it's going to be interesting. You know, Penix has had some games here where he's thrown some interceptions, had some turnovers. And uh, if, and like you said, bad weather game, Utah, it, it kind of plays right into the hands of Utah here. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they put it out. What do you do right now if you're Penn State fourth and six? I believe on their – uh, Michigan thirty-eight yard line, somewhere around there. Yeah, they're going to go for they're going to go for, which is what they should do. I can't punt it from the thirty-seven yard line. I can't do that on on fourth and six. Can you? Or are they going to just try to draw them off sides? No, they should try. They should go for it here for sure. Uh, the ball's on the thirty something or thirty-eight yard line. Thirty, yeah, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven yard line. I mean, a long field goal here doesn't. We talked about earlier. Doesn't really. Do move the needle at all? I think they were trying. Well, to... Well, it gets into a one. You kick the field goal, fourteen six sure. makes it a one score game. They call timeout, so they're going to think about it. There's three twenty two left in the first. Yeah. They don't pick up the fourth and six, though. You're leaving Michigan in good field position. You miss the field goal. You're going to leave Michigan in good field position. Yeah. You can't punt it. You're though. not punting here. No. You can't punt it no. and uh, down fourteen to three when you have the ball on the Michigan thirty seven yard line. What are you doing? Go oh, for yeah. field. Goal or punting? What oh, you you're, you're going for it here. I think they were just trying to get a cheap five yards to make it a fourth and one here. I think that was the uh, the game plan. Try to try to draw Michigan offside to make it a fourth and short. But again, you have to go for it here. You're not kicking a, a 55 yard field goal anyway. And so, right. yeah, try it. Go for it. I agree with you, especially now. If you were up 14 three, that's a whole other story. story. Maybe you want to punt it. You want to pin them back. But um, I agree. Right call by uh, Coach Franklin. You're down 14 to three in this situation. You have it on the Michigan 37. So they I just it. want to see if they. Oh, they did pick they it up it. again. I I'm, can't forget. I'm, I'm, I'm in front of you, Arnie. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. And, and they threw for it. You're right. They picked it up. Big first down there. We'll come back. We'll update that score. We'll get a little bit into the NFL. We got to look at Week 10. That's coming up. And is Belichick going to have a job if he loses? We'll get to all that coming up right here next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex 
twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, the think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter, right? If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Track your picks and play against others for a shot to win huge cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code UPONGAME for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code UPONGAME only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back to Up On Game, live from the TireRack.com studios. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Arnie Spanier. Wow, Kerry, I feel like we missed so much since we went to the break. Penn State was moving the ball downfield. They picked up a big fourth down. They were faced with another fourth and one and decided to throw it back to the quarterback in one of the slowest developing plays I think I've ever <laughs> saw. Yeah. Stupid call, but they picked up the first, so that's all that matters. Then got the touchdown on a quarterback draw, which was brilliant. Yep. 
they went for two points, so uh, they didn't get the two points. I have no problem them going for two points. But it was 14-9. Yeah. Two points would have made it 14-11 to make it within three. What did you think of that whole sequence that just happened right there? You well, know? It, it's kind of what we've been talking about during the show. Like, the coaches are so aggressive nowadays. And so, you know, the old school rule of thumb there is you take the points early, right. early in the game. You don't chase the points. So a lot of times you get in these situations where – Say they score later, and you know they they get they they go up fifteen fourteen right now you got to chase two points again and so yes you just yes, have to yeah. you have to be a little patient there but I mean I like the drive I like the aggressiveness throughout the drive the fourth and one was a slow developing play oh geez. got got the first down it was you know he probably got three yards on it <laughs> on a <the> quarterback <laughs> throwback but it worked and now they're back in the game. Kerry, does it take a little of the wind out of your sails when you don't pick up the two-point conversion after getting a touchdown or not really in this case? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, again, you, you want to take the points, and nothing's guaranteed in this game at all anyway. So, I mean, we've seen these kickers miss extra points <laughs> uh, here recently. So For sure, it just yeah. You just never know, man. You just have to, if, if that's your game plan and you're sticking to your guns and, and like, you, like we said earlier, you, you want to be aggressive in those things, then do it, but... Me, I would take the points there and just make it fourteen ten and and move on into halftime and 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 you chase you chase the points when you have to chase them. I don't want to be dramatic here, but that was almost a game saving touchdown there. I mean, I know it's the first half, but you go into the locker room fourteen three. Maybe you try a field goal to make it fourteen six. Doesn't feel like you got anything going. Now it's fourteen nine. You scored a touchdown. You moved the ball. You scored late in the half. You didn't let Michigan get back in it. You're playing at home. Feels like a whole different game with that touchdown, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. You're hundred percent correct on that. Fourteen six to fourteen nine ten is is it's just different. Um you also proved that you can go down the field and score sticking to your game plan, which we talked about earlier. So you're feeling good if you're Penn State right now. I I, I would definitely want to sit in and have a bird's-eye view on that Michigan locker room and see if uh, Harbaugh's, <laughs> Harbaugh's on the screen right now, though, like a big projector of him giving this whole spiel at halftime. Do you think he will get reinstated for the last two games, the last game? Um, I don't know why they're waiting till Friday either. That's another thing that kind of bothers me about the situation. I just feel like there's a vendetta here. And I've never seen a punishment come so fast mm-hmm. um, when it has to deal with like the Big Ten or anything like that. I just, I, I, I think he'll end up coaching the last two games. But how do you think this will play out? Yeah, I think he gets reinstated uh, at some point for sure. I mean, again, this thing for me, like I've talked about in the beginning of the show, in the, in the first hour, it's 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 a knee jerk reaction to a lot of people saying certain things, and you know, as as a football player and somebody that's played on that level in the NFL, and obviously Jim's coached in the NFL to 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 do anything you can within the rules or without cheating. I don't want to say within the rules, but without right. cheating uh, to give your team an advantage is something you do. And so that's the rule of thumb he's come from. And and so, yeah, I think it was harsh. And I just don't see it lasting as a, as a, as the whole season plays out that he can't coach again. By the way, I never, I never got to ask you as we were talking about Caleb Williams. Um, if you were a GM, are you a Drake May guy, Caleb Williams? Do you like Shadur Sanders? Do you like Penix Jr.? Yeah. Um, uh, the Oregon quarterback, uh, Ricks. Uh, um, Nicks, yeah. Nicks, excuse yeah. me. Yep. Um, I don't know who else I'm missing out. Who, who's your, your rule? Who do you like? Who's your guy? That's a that's a tough question because I, I, I isn't it a tough question. I thought everybody loved Caleb Williams. It is. I love Caleb Williams. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, again, I think a lot of times he 
you know, he he does he does the he does the the bodacious plays, right? He does the jaw the the jaw right. the, the jaw dropping plays where, you know, you see it on on Sunday the day after the game, and it's like, man, this dude's remarkable, right? I, but I like Drake May as well. I've seen him play quite a bit, obviously in the ACC, and I see what he can do. And I think if you put him in a in the right professional system and coach him up the right way on that level. He can be really good as well. I like Penix as well, but I think Caleb is the number one guy. But you know, Drake May and and Penix and some of these guys are can be really, really good on the next level as well. Right. But by the way, does USC having a less than stellar year take away some of the shine from Williams, or do you just say, "Well, he doesn't play defense. What do you, what do you want from the guy? He can't yeah. do it all." Or does it take away a little bit from him? It takes. It doesn't take anything away from what he can do as a player. No. I mean, obviously, right. the 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 it's a little lackluster on you know the 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 grand scale of things with USC because I mean they've come in the last couple of years um, with high expectations and and uh, again can't I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the old words from one of my old teammates can't stop a nosebleed so you know <laughs> when, when you can't stop a nosebleed the quarterback starts to press and try to do things outside of outside of even him and so it, it can get ugly sometimes but as far as pure talent and what he can do on the football field I don't think that's been questioned. All right, I told you we were going to get to Week 10. We're going to get to Week 10, but the Michigan game, that's at the half. Alabama-Kentucky working toward the half. By the way, um, I assume you're going to play in the Tackle Football Fox Sports radio game, football game. Who are you... uh, who are you going to take with the number one pick? LeVar Arrington, TJ Huchmanzada, Plaxico <laughs> Burris, Brady Quinn. Who are you going to take with that first pick? Well, I'm taking myself. And then uh, <laughs> after that, the unsuing picks will kind of, you know, iron themselves out. But yeah, I'll always take myself. Arnie, what, what about you? Who are you it, taking? It, I'm not playing, my friend. I'm not playing. Not in my age. Right? I'm, and I got a feeling not too many people are going to play in that game. I, but I like it. You're like, hey, I'm playing. Let's go. I'm, I'm taking myself first. and I oh, want to play. I, well, well, I thought it was mandatory because if it's not mandatory, I'm not playing either. So <laughs> no worries. We're on the same team. Can I Can I coach? You could coach, okay, that's for coach sure. Okay. Yeah, I got a feel that everybody wants to coach. Michigan <laughs> up by half at the half, 14-9. Penn State will start the second half off. We'll see what happens there. Uh, nothing changes after that. I mean, it's uh, Penn State, you still want to establish the run and stop that Michigan run. Stop Corm, who had, what, a, a good three rushes where he picked up a good, what, 20 yards plus. So yeah. you got to go ahead and do that. It's still anybody's game in this Michigan-Penn State game, is it not, or what? It is. It is still anybody's game at the moment. And again, right now, it's close enough to where Penn State can just you know keep their game plan be physical keep the ball away from Michigan play defense and you know try to pop one because uh right now yeah I mean you can you can see Penn State's not wavering I still think Michigan again like I've said a couple of times here is the better team but the longer they hang around and gain some confidence then you know those those weird bounces can can go either way, and, and like we, we talked about earlier with my Cardinals, you could you could see that. I mean, you yeah. The longer you hang in, the longer you have a chance to win, and this is where we are now. Week ten of the NFL, we start things off with the game in Frankfurt, Germany, the international game. That's going to be at nine thirty Eastern. Colts and the Patriots. Yeah. Are you seriously going to tell me? And I've I brought this up before, but. 
that the Patriots would fire Bill Belichick if he doesn't win in Frankfurt, Germany? You're going <laughs> to fire a guy that's on the coaching wall of fame? I mean, one of the, I mean, uh, the Mount Rushmore? I mean, one of the best coaches in the history of sports? And you're going to say, now I could see them parting ways maybe after the year. I know he signed this secret contract yeah. to extend them, but um, I could see him maybe he wanting to leave or Robert Kraft as he passes the torch down to his son Jonathan Kraft you know eventually the son wants to go ahead and make his own mark mm-hmm. um you know and, and put his own twist and his own spin on the team I I could see something like that happening but in the middle of the season to treat somebody like that like a Bill Belichick I I don't see that happening what do you think Harry well that was a clip of ownership talking in the box during a game that was caught on TV where he was you know he was telling telling Kraft that we're just not good enough uh, we don't have the players. I saw that. So, I mean, obviously they know that. But, right. you know, again, there's no way they're going to fire Bill Belichick during the middle of a season. And they won't fire him at the end of the season. It'll be one of those. Oh, really? It'll be one of those honorable firings, right? It'll be, okay, it, I see what you're saying. It'll be yeah. one of those, you know, Bill Belichick Amical re- splits, revived. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it won't be embarrassing at all. Well, I, because I said, I've always said this before, too. Um, if you're Bill Belichick, you don't want to go through this. It's damaging your reputation. Yeah. It's probably already has done um, irreversible damage anyway because of the whole Brady thing. Mm-hmm. Two, the Patriots aren't going anywhere anywhere fast. Uh, maybe if you end up getting a quarterback somehow, because I think the Patriots are picking number four. But um, other than that, I could see Belichick wanting to go one more place like Brady went to Tampa, put his own stamp on it, something that's going to be fast to turn around, get himself into the playoffs, see if he could win another Super Bowl before he retires. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to retire. I think he has one more stop left in him. What do you think he'll do? Yeah, I think he's done. I, I, wow. I, don't, I don't think he can go to another team and, and, and make them a winner at, at this stage in his career. Why uh, is that? Too old or what? No, it's not about being too old. He just, he's setting his ways on the way that he likes to run a team. And and. Those times have changed. The players have changed. The Patriot way isn't a Patriot way anymore. It, it, right. it, it is one of those things where you're going to get the buy-in. So I just don't see it working anywhere else, especially with a quick turnaround. Or if you go to a team that has talent, those guys are going to already be stuck in their ways of, you know, the players that they have been at that point. So to come in and try to change uh, an organization into the way that the Patriots run the organization just wouldn't work in 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 the situation that's you know he's going into a team that's already kind of established it'll be hard to do by the way uh thursday night we had carolina at chicago yeah sunday night the jets and the raiders monday night denver buffalo i remember when we used to put good games on those on those <laughs> uh, things i didn't know we do we just dump games on them now don't we what happened to the flex and all that stuff what what are we putting all the dog games on the on, on the on the big nights or what yeah we haven't been blessed the last couple of that's, weeks with, with good no, football and uh <laughs> but again you look at like the jet situation right where you're, you're thinking you're gonna have aaron Rodgers and and of course you're gonna have them on tv um the big you know, Justin Fields was supposed to be really good coming into the year. So you can see why those games were there. But, uh, yeah, like you said, the flex situation needs to come back and get some good football on those primetime spots. Spots. You know, as a guy that, and I'm talking about myself, that had to miss a couple of games in basketball because I had a paper cut in high school. Ooh. I want I wanted, yeah, that was pretty deep. Yeah. Are you going <laughs> to seriously tell me, you're going to tell me with a straight face 
that Aaron Rodgers tore his ACL and two months later he's faster than I am on the football field? I mean, that's that, two and a half months later. That's, that's what you're going to try to tell me, that there's been some new miracle surgery miracure that's now got your back up there and he's going to be able to play in, in, in a couple of months? I, I, I don't believe it. Oh, you, you can't Arnie, convince me of that. Arnie, you've gone down the conspiracy route too, huh? Well, I, I've seen it on the internet. I know people are talking about it, so it's got to be true, right? It's got to be true. Did he really tear his ACL carrier? What's going on here? You know? Yeah, you're talking about the Achilles. Yeah, he um, the Achilles. Yeah, that's that's what the prog- sorry, That's yeah. what the diagnosis was, right? I mean, I yeah. think. Uh, for everybody to keep that covered up, I mean, it's a lot of lot of uh, cook, cooks in the kitchen, you know, yes. uh, with with so many cooks in the kitchen. I'm sure the truth would come out eventually. So, if it was the case, I'm sure we'll find out down the line that it wasn't an, uh, a complete tear. But right now, I but mean, he's coming back fast. He, though. Is he, he is. It's that ayahuasca, man. You know, the ayahuasca, the ayahuasca <laughs> has 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 magical healing properties, which I know of, <laughs> and so yeah, it's 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 that. Is he going to play this year? Is he going to play back? Is he going to come back this year? I mean, it, even in the clips that we see of him throwing the ball 50 yards down the field and taking drop yeah. backs, he doesn't look like he's nimble enough to, to play yet. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, I think the story surrounding it's great. But I, I have to wait and see. I don't, I don't think he will. But he's saying he will. So we'll, we got to see. I will, my prediction is if he comes back, let's say, just for argument's sake, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. Highest rated regular season game ever on TV. What do you think? Pe- oh, yeah. People want to see that one, huh? Oh, people are just looking at him throwing the ball in warm-ups in their, in their, yeah. uh, in all. So, yeah, if he, if he makes it back and the fact that he was already dropping these gems and these hints early on in that rehab, you know, in the rehab time, you could kind of, Start to see the momentum building with uh with the possible comeback. So, I'm excited. Obviously, if he gets back um, to help my Jets get all the way in the playoffs and go all the way to the top, then I'm all aboard. Let's go, a Rod. <laughs> exactly. I tell you what, we're going to come back. We'll brush things up, get you caught up on all the scores and what's happening out there. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Up On Game Live from the TireRack.com studios. Kerry Rhodes, Arnie Spanier, final segment of the show. Penn State, Michigan, second half underway. Michigan has a 14-9 lead over Penn State. Penn State started the ball with the second half, their first drive. They do get the first down on Allure, take it off and pick it up the first down with his legs. I know you've been on Michigan all game. I assume you're thinking Michigan is the team to go with and expecting more of their dominance in the second half. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm enjoying Penn State's fight here and they're showing up in you know showing up in the second quarter and getting the getting the touchdown to close out the half and make it you know make it a game. But yeah, I'm still rolling with Michigan to get it done and, and figure it out. Like I said, I'm sure they had the big the big uh, monitor on at halftime with Harbaugh giving distru- instructions. And so yeah, I think they'll pull it out. I'm curious to see if Penn State is if they could score here and maybe put a little pressure yeah. on Michigan, especially offensively. Things kind of change there. Um, you feel like Michigan has dominated the game, right? Yet it's only fourteen nine, and Penn State with the ball right now and uh, facing a big third down. You feel like they should be up by more. Do you not carry or that, what? It, exactly right, Arnie. But that's what Penn State does, though. I mean they. You know, they've been able to move the ball a little bit enough to limit Michigan's possession. So, yeah, I mean, you you got the the two touchdown drives back-to-back for Michigan. But, oh, there goes a fumble right now. And Penn State gives it up to Michigan, and, and they got oh, good field no. position going in. <laughs> uh, That's I, I, what I'm happens. just picking it up right now. It was, uh, oh, yeah, he fumbled it. Yeah. And, uh, that is a golden opportunity for Michigan. We'll see what happens there. Miami, Florida State, you mentioned big-time rivalry. And uh, it may be closer than people think the Lines 14 and a half. Yeah. How do you see this game going, Kerry? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a one-score one score type of situation game, you know, heading to the fourth quarter. And, and, I, and I see Florida State maybe tacking on another one at the end to to make it look like it was a bigger win than it was. But, yeah, it's going to be close. Uh, Miami has a chance to score points, and Florida State's defense hasn't been dominant all year. I mean, they've had some good moments. But both offenses will move the ball and score. I just think that Jordan Travis is a little bit better. 
Utah, Washington, we told you it's going to be some bad weather, some rain, a lot of wind. Penix likes to throw the ball, especially with that Washington offense. Utah likes to run the ball. Mm -hmm. We'll see if they take some wind out of that sail and try to run down that clock and make it a shorter game. I kind of like Utah on that one. What do you think? Yeah, Utah is going to have a chance to win this one, to steal this one. Uh, Obviously, Washington is the more explosive team, but with the with the conditions being the way they are, and you know, kind of leaning into the, you know giving favor to Utah in this situation, I, I see Utah having a chance to steal this one. What about Old Miss in Georgia, uh, which is ten and a half is the line? They're playing in Athens. If this game wasn't in Athens, I'd really be thinking maybe this could be a major upset. Uh, that's a tall uh, task to ask for Ole Miss, though. I do think they keep this game close within seven. I I, I kind of think that maybe uh, I'm going to go with Ole Miss in this game. Wow, you're going to go with them? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be. Cl- I think it's going to be closer. Uh, than a two-score game. Uh, it's kind of similar to that Miami-Florida State game. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than some think. Ole Miss has that. The, I give them the moniker as the Penn State of the SEC, where they win a lot of games and they can't beat the top two teams in that division. So I don't think they can't. I don't think they will beat Georgia today. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, a one-possession game. Number one ranked Ohio State taking on Michigan State. Can you believe Ohio State uh, favored by 31 points over the Spartans in this one? Mm. Going to be a blowout, right? They may, they'll probably cover the 31 in this one, Gary, right? Yeah, they have a chance to cover. Michigan State's a bad football team. And, you know, obviously losing Tucker, their head coach, which, you know, he's had some some success there in the past. But this team isn't really good. And they're not, they're not in a good position to compete with Ohio State today. And what about USC and Oregon, my friend? Caleb Williams, can he get back on track? Three losses now for USC. Could have been four had they lost to Arizona. Yeah. Big game for Oregon. They're 9-1. They're right there at the, what is it, the 5-6 uh, slot yeah. uh, for that top four. What do you think in this game? Yeah, I think Knicks and Oregon's going to be too much for USC. I mean, they just USC can't stop anybody. So, I mean, obviously they can score as well, but Oregon's defense is better. Knicks is going to show up. Yeah, it's not. I, I think they're. I think Oregon pulls it out. Quick show, my friend. It was quite a pleasure. We're going to have to do it again. Uh, that was about as fast as they come. That was fast. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely. appreciate you, Arnie. You're no, great. I appreciate you. Thanks to Chris Perfett and Bo Bennett, uh, our producer and technical director, Ilo, on the updates. Thanks to the guys from Up On Game for letting us uh, fill on in. Jonas Knox coming up next. Stick around for him. He'll keep you updated on this Michigan-Penn State game. That is absolutely sure. Until uh, right now, we'll see you at Fox Sports. Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.